Hey everyone, we're back! But before we get into the episode, I wanted to give a quick shout out and thank you to the awesome ladies of the podcast Sirens of Scream. Uh, Thank you for having us on your show. It was a really fun time. We had a great time talking about horror and podcasting in general. So if that is your thing, go check them out. Uh, You can find Sirens of Scream wherever you get your podcasts. I highly recommend it. They are great and soul sisters of ours. Also, another quick note before we get into the episode, as we were recording, uh, something went wrong on Kate's end, so unfortunately her audio is less than stellar. Uh, I just wanted to draw your attention to that in case this was your first episode. Normally we sound better than that. Anyway, thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire, but beware, this podcast is haunted. All right, so everybody, welcome, 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 welcome. This is... Yay! I know, I'm so excited. Ah, season two. (laughs) We're back. Did you ever think we'd make it this far? (laughs) No. (laughs) Hey, it's been like almost exactly a year. I know, aren't we creepy? I love it. We should take every July and August, or August, yeah, July and August off. Yeah, we'll just do like almost a full year. It's like a TV season. Yes, we'll do it just like TV, because we're high entertainment, like television. (laughs) Yeah. Yay, I'm so excited. So, Jen. Yes. You're the one with news. Do you want to tell us all your news about where you are and what's going on? Yes, my address is... Beep. No. (laughs) (laughs) So we had to take a break because I decided to do all of the things in a month. All the things. Essentially. Uh, So I went to Berlin for two weeks to visit David's family because they live there now because they're fancy. Oh, wait. His parents moved there? His parents live there. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I caught that. I thought they were just like, hey, guys, you want to fucking go to Berlin together like as a family? Yeah, no. This is like visiting the in-laws means going to Berlin now. Cool. Not that we're married, but, you know, I'm just like, assuming. Still, yeah, like that's, I mean, like, come on. You guys have been together for eight years. They're basically your in-laws. Oh, you're adding a year. Am I? It's only seven? Seven years. I know. We are mere children. Well, because Dan and I have been, well, we're married for five at the end of this month. We've been together since 09. So we're coming up on, I don't know, math. <laughs> what is that? It's almost, it's, it's eight years. So Dan and I have been together just a year longer than you and David. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. So you went to Berlin. Went and to Berlin, then, uh, then came home, and then had a week to pack up all my shit. How'd that go? Oh, God, I hate moving so much. <laughs> I hate it. It's the worst. Yep. Yeah, but I did that and cleaned my fucking apartment, and which is also the worst. But then we uh, moved to... Cooperstown, New York. You're all the way over in grad school and it's very exciting. Yes, the shining metropolis of <clears throat> 2,000 people. Whatever, it's really cute though. It's a really cute Yeah, town. it's fucking gorgeous here. It There are rolling hills and Appalachian mountains all around. I'm at a higher elevation here, so that's interesting. Does that affect how long you have to microwave shit? Not yet. We're not that high up. It it affects the f- the agriculture a little bit. I was reading about this because part of my classes is to learn intimately the entire history of this area. Really? 
Well, yeah, there's there's a, a book that we were assigned called William Cooper's Town. It's a Pulitzer Prize winner, so it's a good book. Huh. It's very detailed. <laughs> <laughs> but it has, also has connection to Aaron Burr somehow. Ooh. And we have, yeah, like the local museum that I just got a job at, just in, you know, the ticketing. Uh-huh. They have the Hamilton Burr letters. Shut up. Leading up to the duel. Oh, shut your fucking mouth. Are you for real? I saw that. You have like a dot ham, like you. Yes, I have the your, I have the honor to be your obedient servant. Letters, Jen, Jen. Yes, Jen, Jen. Yes, yes. Jeff, no. Oh my fucking god, are you for real? <laughs> yeah, that is so exciting. Like, it's so cool. I have such a erection right now. Holy mm-hmm. shit, that is so exciting. That mm-hmm. like I'm I'm actively sweating like I just started. Me too, but not because of that. <laughs> You're using it for yeah. interesting reasons. I'm just drinking coffee and I just like going from normal temperature to like oh actually right now I'm sweating. That's me right now. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a really cool area. The reason why this program is here, I learned, is because some wealthy family that lives here decided to bring the New York State Historical Society here. So that's the, like, main library and archives that we're connected with. Interesting. Yeah, so we have a bunch of cool shit. That's another reason why I I showed you this already for our listeners. They might find this exciting. I got to see the original autopsy notes for Abraham Lincoln. I cried when you showed me that. I told Dan, he was like, why are you screaming? And I was like, it's the autopsy notes. And he was like, right, I, like, I get it, he died. And I'm like, you don't appreciate anything, you common hillbilly. I know. it's. They were so cool. I'll try to post a picture. It's like just very descriptive, like, bullet entered through the president's skull here and exited there. And like, there's a smudge on it that they... <gasps> Is that his blood? We don't know. They, they, sent, they sent a sample of it to like a science school or whatever to try and test it to see if it was blood, but it's too old, so they couldn't tell. Well... Whatever. It's his blood now. We say it's his blood. <laughs> yeah, it's probably just like a water stain or something, but the ink is smeared and it looks grisly, so we'll go with that. That is fucking amazing and I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Oh my good gravy. Oh, okay. <laughs> super cool. Um, all right, well, so what else? Have you, you started working at this new museum? You started your new, what classes are you taking right now? Oh, okay. Um, for all of you people who are very interested in <laughs> the minutia of <laughs> museum studies, I'm taking museum administration, the visitor experience. One class I'm really excited about is major historical issues in museums. Ooh. So like we're going to be looking at trends of museum stuff over time and like what historical issues have impacted that and interpretation how that changes like nagpro having to get rid of all the yes but repatriate yeah the native american um not only burial items remains bodies like (laughs) yeah i did my my senior thesis on nagpro the native american graves repatriation act Mm -hmm. um and it was there were people they were being so basically disrespectful of these bodies because they've had these artifacts since like the 1830s that they were keeping them in boxes and that they would also occasionally Mm -hmm. throw trash in there so like they found one native american remains human remains Mm -hmm. that also had like bags of doritos floating around jesus yeah like just people being disrespectful assholes about what was a living person 
And also just like disrespectful to anything historic. Like even if it wasn't human remains, that's you wouldn't do that to an artifact either. It's like even disrespectful to like them as objects. Like it's like even more dehumanizing than just super irritating. Just the fucking worst. Um, I'm so glad we're talking about that because one of my stories that we're going to talk about today kind of gently touches on it. Really? Yeah. More on that later. (laughs) Just this morning, just this fucking morning, uh, my (laughs) friend Robin uh, was in Hamtramck and she found Mm -hmm. at a place called Smalls in Hamtramck. Uh, in the ladies' room, on the paper towel dispenser, somebody had put a This Podcast is Haunted <gasps> sticker. No. I know. So Robin and oh I have been friends since college, and she listens to the show. Um, and so she certainly knows about the show, and she knows what the logo looks like and stuff. And she was like, look what I found. And I was like, oh, my, oh my God. God. So that was, like, possibly uh, the best thing ever. It was it, that it is... rates really high. I'll share the picture on my yes. on, on the group page, but it's currently on my Facebook if you want to go look at it. So where was this? Uh, Smalls. I don't know what Smalls is. Uh, okay, it's cool. It's a place in Hamtramck. Where is that? I'm pretty sure it's in Michigan, but I'm going to check. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Because there's is also so weird. Like Hamtramck, New Jersey, and I'm fairly positive it's not there. Um, okay. I think it's east side of the state, kind of metro Detroit. That's a buck wild town name. Yeah, right? That's, <laughs> um, all right. So that's, that's what's going on. I just thought that was really exciting. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, hey, that was me. Uh, let us know because I want to thank you. Great. Yeah. That was super fucking that. cool. Thanks for doing there. that guys. Um, actually yeah. I think somebody may have told us, but it was like early sticker days. Oh, and so <laughs> we forget. We forget. <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's not, I have a goldfish memory right now. <laughs> right. I, Yeah. I can't even say right now, like, this morning I left my tea on the counter, and it's like the ninth cup of tea I've left every place around my house. My husband hates it. He's constantly picking up cold tea mm-hmm. from wherever. You got it, though, right? Like, did you did you get it and reheat it and drink it? No. <laughs> what the I fuck? I don't heat tea. Once it's dead, it's dead. Wait, what? Why? Well, also, I left the bag sticking in it for two hours, and, like, there's no recovery oh. that. It only steeps for so long. No, no. You're like the girl from Signs. From what? From Signs. You're just leaving <laughs> cups of tea everywhere because they get contaminated. And then some alien's going to come. And the only thing that's going to defeat them is cups of cold tea. Well, good. You are welcome for my service to humanity then. I've never <laughs> seen that movie. Oh my god, what? I, you know I have this thing about Mel Gibson. Like, I can only handle Mel Gibson in very small doses, and so... Well, he, yeah, he's kind of ruined now, yeah. but, like, back in the day... No, that was, like, like, right on the edge of him being awful. Okay. Lady Gaga should write a song about that, On the Edge of Awful. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Remix. That's terrible. Hanging out with Mel Gibson. He's hating Jews and gay guys. And oh my god, I'm Lady Gaga. There you go. See? Thank you. You're welcome. That's quality content. (laughs) I can't believe people listen to this fucking show. Okay, alright, alright, alright. Are you ready to fucking tell some tales? Yes, that was everything. I think so. That was on my to do list. Yeah, we're back. Back again. <laughs> back on our bullshit. Shady's back. <laughs> Tell a friend.
All right, so we are doing haunted universities. And I'm super pumped about it because universities are like all universe. Like even your local community college, guys, I super duper promise you is haunted. Mm -hmm. There's got to be some creepy story about some rock or something that moves. Right. Well, and like sometimes it's just myth and fiction and whatever. But also think about how much energy you put Mm -hmm. into your college experience. Like... Mm -hmm. The broken hearts and the huge friendships mm-hmm. and the daring sex and the all the times, all the stress that like if you go into a library on a university campus, the whole place smells like sweat and books. And mm-hmm. it's not because it's like a hot room. It smells like sweat because everybody's fucking stressed to the pieces. And that sort of energy leaves an imprint. Yeah. And it's very snackable for other things. There's also this like just huge tradition of like mythology and lore about universities because you have so many generations of students like going through and experiencing the same things and right. and most universities actively cultivate those like there is there is a thing that I didn't do because we're grad students, but um, and we live far away from the main campus. But every year they have the freshmen ceremoniously walk through these pillars on the main campus, uh-huh. and they do that. And then after graduation, they ceremoniously walk the other way through the pillars. And- I am super glad you brought that up. Really? Because my first story is almost exactly the same thing. Okay. But from my own alma mater, Grand Valley. Oh, yes. Yes. For those of you who don't know, Grand Valley, home of the Lakers. I'm a Laker Mm -hmm. for a lifetime. Grand Valley has a sculpture on the main Allendale campus. It's fairly prominent. It looks like uh, one half, it's just kind of a jumble of metal uh, enamel encased blue pillars and on the other side it looks like a house so like as if the house is being built as you walk past this sculpture um and so the rumor is and this this sculpture is called the transitional link it was done by by an artist i don't remember who i know they told me like six times in my freshman orientation because it's like a main it's it's a big i mean grand valley has a lot of art but it's like the main artwork piece well it doesn't sound like a calder so It's possible we have a Calder. I can't remember. I know that we have the Calder Art Building. Like, our our art building is named for Alexander Calder. Um, I can't remember who did. So, uh, whatever. Doesn't matter. I... Doesn't matter. (laughs) I wasn't an art student. Not that I don't care about art. I do care. I think Calder's super Mm -hmm. cool. Uh, I do know we have a chunk of the Berlin Wall. So does everybody. I know, but it's still kind of cool. Yeah. There's... That that makes the third piece of the Berlin Wall in Grand Rapids alone. Yep. Yep, the biggest ones at Grand Rapids Public. Yeah. Grand Valley and Allendale has one. Where's the third? Is that at the Ford? The pub- Yeah, the Ford Museum. Mm-hmm. Yep. They have the same size as the public museum, I believe. It's like a big old subsection. Oh, okay. Well, the one at Grand Valley is super small. It's It kind of looks like, you know, like the curb stops where you're parking your car and there's like a little chunk of concrete to mm. stop you from going forward? Yeah. So like three of those high, that's <laughs> that's this chunk of the brown wall. It's pretty small. Baby wall. Baby wall. Let's look at the graffiti. That's fun. So anyway, okay, so the transitional link, they always tell you when you are going through in your freshman orientation and like uh, even just the university tour before, they say, don't ever walk through the transitional link backwards, meaning don't start mm. on the house side and walk towards the unfinished side because it'll take you longer to graduate. <laughs> 
that's the rumor. Yeah, that's very superstitious. But if you if you reverse it and go through the correct way, then you're fine. Interesting. Now, I will say also that I flouted that. <laughs> I walked through that thing the wrong way all the time. And how did... And it did take me almost six years to graduate. There you go. It's true. Five and a half. Well, I did have to take a semester off, so I'm just going to say five semesters, which is actually pretty normal for Grand Valley. Mm-hmm. But still... I'm going to tell Grand Valley's, uh, one of Grand Valley's other stories. This is allegedly the... I'm sorry, did you say allegedly? Uh, Allegedly, with a D. Okay. (laughs) Just had to keep you honest. It's like saying supposedly. Yes, I hate that. That's one of my pet peeves. I know it is. (laughs) Uh, So, allegedly... (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) When Grand Valley was in early days, they used to have cadaver spot in the the Lake Superior Hall building. Ah, Calvin has that too. Really? Yeah. See, I guess I'm not surprised by that. Grand Valley's was at the bottom, uh, the basement area of Lake Superior Hall. All of our halls are, you know, Lake Superior, Lake Michigan, Ontario. That's precious. I know, isn't that cute? <laughs> we love a theme. Uh, but anyway, so it was the uh, cadaver lab down there for a long time. Well, we don't do cadavers so much anymore at the Allendale campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I think a lot of, if any, of our cadaver work is done downtown at the hospital building. Mm, yeah. Uh, there on the medical mile. So like not far from where I used to live. <laughs> right. Actually super close to you. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. So those uh, those cadaver labs were no longer needed down at the basement of Lake Superior. So what they did instead was turn those into the photography labs. Oh, oh beautiful. I, I would have loved to be that student. <laughs> well, fortunately, it seems like a lot of those students didn't know. So I yeah, have a Jesus. couple of friends who were photog majors, and they were creeped out. I asked them, they, they said that they were creeped out, mm-hmm. but one friend is the one, She uh, her name is Nikki, she's an amazing photographer, mm-hmm. um, she knew, and she was, she would like refuse to be creeped out by it, she's like, no, fuck that, I refuse to be, <laughs> I refuse to be bullied <laughs> when I'm trying to do this work, but mm-hmm. the other photography majors that I knew were all creeped out in the basement of Lake Superior. Well, okay, let me, I took a photography class in high school, so I know. <laughs> But I just can't imagine, yeah, having a dark room down there. Because it's already, like, if you know that history, like, I'd already be a little creeped out. Right. But when you're in the process of developing film, like, there's the part where you take the film out of the camera, you do in complete darkness. And you just have to, like, do it by feeling. Right. And it's a little creepy if you're afraid of the dark. But, like, can you imagine if you're like, oh, this is complete darkness, but also... There were cadavers in here. That would freak me the fuck out. <laughs> I guess I'm glad that's why most people didn't know about it. But um, yeah, yeah, it would be a lot, right? Yeah. I'm. Do you have good uh, night vision? Not in complete darkness, but I have. It's okay. See, in very dark spaces, I can still see fairly okay. Like I can see like outlines of stuff. But you can't. You can't like. In a pitch black room, like nobody can. I... And that's that's the point of these rooms is there's zero light. I haven't been in a dark room, so I guess we'll have to see. I'll have to like check it out sometime. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the part where it's like all red light and you're like dipping it in the dishes. Right. Like every that's you're supposed to be able to see there, but like there's this when you're like taking the film out of the camera, there has it's like pitch black, pitch pitch black, like sealed cracks everywhere, zero lights. Zero windows, complete darkness. You can't see is very disorienting. I guess I'll have to see. I don't know. I like at the museum, we have a, you know, in the museum basement, there's zero, zero light and mm-hmm. I can still see. There's light from somewhere then. <laughs> I'm dubious of right, the I understand the basic physics of it. <laughs> Listen, I'm magic. Okay. Is what I'm saying, right. Okay. I'm like a cat. 
<laughs> You're like a D&D character that has plus whatever dark vision. <laughs> Reel it in, nerd. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to tell you one more Grand Valley story, and then I'm going to let you, we're going to switch uh, over to you. So this one is interesting because rather than just vague rumor, uh, somebody actually committed this to a blog. Ooh. Yeah. A blog. Uh, a blog. <laughs> you know, the highest form of truth. Mm-hmm. So this woman, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't, I didn't see a name accompanying the blog. It was kind of meant to be anonymous. So she had an experience her freshman year on campus. Now in the old days before Grand Valley got huge and expensive and took all of my money, they had three or four freshman dorm rooms, um, and the earliest ones are all S-shaped building. They're all curved. Oh yeah, my mom would always talk about those because she went to Grand Valley. Did your mom go to Grand Valley? Mm-hmm. Do you remember which building she was in? I don't. Kissler, Copeland, Robinson? Uh, it was, I want to say Kissler because that sounds vaguely oh. familiar, but yeah. Kissler's where I was. She would talk about the, the wavy walls and people bouncing frisbees off of them. Yes, those balls are really great for sending, you know, those bouncy balls that you get ah. from like... You can just, like, send those down the walls, and they're crazy, and people get hit, and it's not very nice, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of fun. So I lived in Kistler, and this woman, she doesn't say which of the three S buildings she's in, but it's Kistler, Copeland, or Robinson. Mm -hmm. Me and my sister were both in Kistler, even though Maggie's a couple years older than me, and my cousin Laurel was in Copeland. Anyway, it's they're fine buildings. They're very rudimentary, but you'll be fine if you're there. Mm -hmm. So she was living in one of these dorms back in 2002, and she was going out with her friends, and they would go to the closest 7-Eleven, which was uh, back on Fillmore, headed in towards Jenison. Over by the Rivertown Mall. Do you know where that is? I know where the Rivertown Mall is. I'll take that. Okay. So (laughs) the road that connects those, as I recall, is Fillmore. Okay. And Fillmore is kind of a curvy road. And you're also headed uh, up a hill and then down a hill because Grand Valley is at the top of a proverbial valley. (laughs) So. Uh, On the top of a valley? (laughs) Well, yeah. So um, it's at the edge of. Glory. The valley that where the Grand River carves everything out. So I I know I sound insane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Okay. That's true. So rather than being in the middle of it, like down where the river is. Sure. It's top okay. At the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Do you understand? That makes sense to me. Okay. So this road mm-hmm. goes downhill again because the Grand River curves around. So there's another valley on the far side towards Jenison over by the Rivertown Mall. Mm-hmm. And so the road is curvy. You're going downhill mm-hmm. in the winter. What? For those of you who don't live in West Michigan, West Michigan in the winter is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. It's everything is covered in ice. It never stops snowing and we never see the sun. Yeah. Like, I'm not kidding. Yeah. We're usually the foggiest place on the earth. It's a hellscape. For most... It's a hellscape. But it's really nice in the summer. Well, also, it's like frozen hell. <laughs> it's not hot. So this, this girl was driving to the 7-Eleven with her friends in the car. They were just making a run, um, which apparently they did fairly regularly. And as she's driving through the wooded part of Fillmore, she sees a woman in white standing in the trees. Ooh. Indeed. <laughs> And she asks her friends, uh, what the fuck is that lady doing there? Oh, and shit. All of their friends are like, what lady? lady? Exactly. Oh, my God. Right? Oh. So she goes back to her dorm and she doesn't think anything of it. And the next night. No. Now, here's the thing about all these S dorms. Kiss Circle Copeland mm-hmm. Robinson. They all back up to part of the ravine. Mm-hmm. So there's out the back door, you know, the front door, you can see like Kleiner and the commons and all that stuff. But out the back door, it's fucking wilderness and it drops off quite steeply. Mm -hmm. So it's a little sidewalk where all the smokers smoke Mm -hmm. and then boom trees Mm. and raccoons and skunks and squirrels. Mm -hmm. 
And so this girl who has a dorm in the back, she gets home with her friends and she's going to bed and she looks uh-huh. out the window and uh-huh. who's standing in the trees. No. A woman no. in white. No. <laughs> so rather than, I don't know, this is a very odd reaction to me. If it were me, I would go get an old priest and a young priest and I would never go back into my room. <laughs> well, you're smart. <laughs> right. Because I am smart. <laughs> So this girl instead calls her mom. Yeah. And her mom is kind of a spiritualist, it seems. And the mom says, I'm sure it's somebody who's just watching over you. Oh, fuck. What? Mom? Right. Well, you know, it turns out that might be the case. So okay. uh, the following winter, she hadn't seen the woman in white again, mm-hmm. but she was driving from her job at Rivertown Mall mm-hmm. and headed up that fucking hill when she loses control of her car. Uh-huh. She goes into the trees and she's actually mm-hmm. struck by another car. Her entire vehicle gets totaled, like lifted from its frame. Ooh. The trunk was gone, as in so accordion folded that it no longer existed. Oh my god. They had to use the jaws of life to get her out. And as she was getting hit, all she can remember seeing is looking over, convinced that her roommate was in the car with her. And so she was freaking out as the paramedics are trying to use the jaws of life to get her out of this car. And she says, get my roommate, get my roommate. And they said, ma'am, you're disoriented. There's nobody else in your car. And she says, no, she was there. Mm-hmm. And as she's sitting there with the paramedics, she sees the woman in white again. Ah, ah. And the woman in white is basically saying, it's okay. You're going to be okay. Okay. Well, I mean. I think okay here is kind of an eye of the believer, though. Because yeah. she describes her injuries. She had a lacerated spleen. <laughs> A lacerated liver, a few broken ribs, and a punctured, deflated lung. So you're fine. Yeah, you're f- walk it off, kid. We'll fucking walk it off, you big whiner. You're fine. Why are you writing a blog about it? Jeez. <laughs> no. So that's the uh, that's the woman. So uh, those are some of the Grand Valley stories I pulled up. Cool. I mean, I'm always a little like I hear stories about like nice spirits that help you out, and I'm like, can you just do that without freaking me out, though, please? Could you please be nice to me without giving me a fucking heart attack? Like I'm fat, I can't do this. Do you need to show yourself? (laughs) Anyway, yeah, that was interesting. So, which school did you cover? So I covered a school that I have no association with, but it was featured in an episode of I want to say Scariest Places on Earth. Fun. And I saw it when I was uh, youngin, I think middle school, and it freaked me out. And I think also just kind of cemented my love and obsession with haunted places because it was like the scariest thing I've ever seen. But also I loved it. It's that good? Well, it's, <laughs> I've since learned that there is a little bit of speculation about it the truth of this so i will i will present it to you but take it with a grain of salt okay grain of salt so this is about ohio university in athens ohio not the ohio state university that's a different one we hate ohio state yes we do they suck they suck so this is ohio university one of my friends went there hey kelly it's allegedly the university and the center of the city at large is surrounded by kind of a ring of cemeteries, which, I mean, a lot of towns are because you... Because that's how cemeteries go. Yeah, you bury people on the edge of town. There's five major cemeteries around Athens that form somewhat of a pentagram. Shut up. Yep. That's awesome. And the university is kind of square in the middle of that. That is amazing. Yeah. 
The cemeteries are easier to find than others, which is one of the reasons why I am kind of dubious of this. So they are Sims, Hanning, Cuckler, Higgins, and Zion Cemetery. There's always a Zion. Yeah. Well, it's biblical. Right. So yeah, I was, the web sleuth in me was trying to find the locations of those cemeteries to see if I could draw it myself. I kept just seeing this graphic of like just a pentagram with the cemeteries labeled. And I was like, this doesn't work unless you're also showing me where they are on the map. (laughs) I was like, cool, you drew a star. That's awesome. Great. Good job. (laughs) Good work. (laughs) So most of this, well, a lot of this information comes from a site called hauntedathensohio.com, which is essentially a blog. The highest form of truth. Honestly, like that's where most of our research comes from. This is paranormal stuff. There isn't a lot of textbooks about this. Right. Also nearby Ohio University, which was founded in 1804, by the way, is the Athens Lunatic Asylum, which was... Fun. Yes, which was opened on January 1874. So a lot of what we were talking about with that other asylum... Yeah, I mean, it's a very similar history to what happened here. It was opened shortly after the Civil War. It helped out a lot of uh-huh. Civil War veterans. It was, began as, you know, with really good intentions. It was built very well and had lots of space. And then over the years, things got really crowded and dilapidated and probably a lot of lobotomies going on. So it finally... Without a whole lot of consent. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. not very great. So it finally shut its doors in 1993. Wow, that is really late. Yeah, but it had kind of, over time, donated a lot of its land and properties and buildings to Ohio University which is they're just kind of like across the street from each other sure and what was left of the asylum was closed and reopened with basically the same purpose as you know it's called the ridges which is like a very ominous sounding name it is that is straight out of a bronte novel yeah but it's still a mental institution but presumably they have kind of better facilities now hopefully So Ohio University, a lot of it now is on the grounds of what used to be buildings from this mental institution slash some of the same buildings that have been just kind of remodeled and turned into residence halls or art museums. (laughs) So that's chill. Very calm. Yeah. So there's been a lot of reports of just random shit going on. You know, students in old buildings will hear disembodied screams all the time. Yeah. And there's the, what used to be the tuberculosis ward has now since been demolished and is just part of the grounds of the university. And students have reported seeing figures kind of appear and then disappear. And then they experience flickering lights in buildings and their electronics will kind of be flaky. So, yeah, I mean, there's probably just a lot of energy in that area about just like with what we were talking about with the student, you know, with universities in general, but also because of the asylum. Do you think universities have a lot of energy? (laughs) Mm -hmm. You try being in a hospital. Hospitals are incredibly draining because there are people like every major emotion Mm -hmm. is happening right fucking there. Yeah, yeah. So, but there's one um, kind of spirit in particular that is, that freaked me the fuck out when I first learned about it. Go on. In the 1970s, there was a patient at the hospital who, uh, named Margaret Schilling, 
who was very kind of like high functioning where they would just kind of let her do her own thing. She wasn't like as watched as other patients and she could kind of just wander around as she wanted. Some sources say she could also like walk into town. And so she was like kind of like just living there, but... Right, independent assisted living. Yeah, yeah, kind of that deal. So she went missing on December 1st, 1979. And so the hospital realized that she was missing, I think that day. Because, you know, they, they do keep tabs on people. Right. And they farm search parties to go looking for her. They couldn't find her for days. And I think they kind of just gave up, maybe. But it wasn't until 42 days later, a janitor was surveying an unused ward that it just, like, was abandoned. And f- found this locked door, opens it, uh-huh. and found... Her decomposing naked body lying on the floor. Holy shit. Yes. Her decomposing naked body. Yes. How many days had passed? 42. Oh, that's a big decomposition. Yeah, and this was like... At least it was December. Well, yeah, it was It was the winter, so that probably slowed things down. But it was also like a sunny room, so there's a lot of... Oh. <laughs> it probably got a little warm. And That's not what you want. No. Like, nobody's quite sure what happened, but she somehow got locked in the room and then eventually took off her clothes and folded them neatly by the door and then laid down in the middle of the floor and died. So there was no signs of anybody pushing her in there, any sort of struggle? It's not assumed that it was foul play. It's assumed that she wandered off, accidentally locked herself in the room, and then couldn't get out. Couldn't get out. To be perfectly honest, that's like one of my biggest fears. Yeah. There's a movie that, and I don't want to spoil the ending, but that factors in and it's called The Orphanage. We were just talking about it with Sirens of Scream. Mm -hmm. That factors in. Mm -hmm. And it's... Yeah, it's one of my nightmares. Right? Can you (laughs) fucking imagine? Yeah, it's horrifying. So yeah, that's that's how he found her. And because of the like sun exposure and the time, she had started to decompose, but... It was such that it left a chemical stain on the floor that cannot be removed. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, there are some things that just don't come up. There are some stains that last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there are pictures of this online, so... <laughs> really? That's a thing, yeah. We should maybe put that in the show notes. Yeah. Gross. Um, yeah. I'm going straight to hell, sorry. <laughs> I think we all are. No, um, uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's still there, and that building is now an art museum. Of course it is. Please, let's feed that with art. Mm-hmm. Do they use that room? I think that room's closed off, and nobody, like, I would not want my office in that room, so I don't. I totally want my office in that room. Jeez, no. Oh, God. Would, would you, like, just put a rug over it or something, like? No, I don't think so. I think I'd make everybody look at it. Oh my god. No, I'm talking a big game, but we have a big scary murder stain on our floor. Yeah. In our living room. Yeah. And we cover that up. You cover that shit up. Right. So I guess, I don't know, we'll see. Yeah. It's a sunny room, though. How bad could it be? Like, my office is in a basement. It's... We have actual, we have a big old stain on our carpet from lamprey blood. Oh, what? Yeah, we did. What? (laughs) We did a, a thing on fishing in the Great Lakes mm. and some of the bio threats that we have to deal with. And the presenter brought in very, very cold lampreys. Um, so they were dead, but uh, they were quickly decomposing. And she accidentally dropped one and it splurted blood oh, all over our floor. Gross. <laughs> 
<laughs> the smell wouldn't leave for a week. I bet not. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's... But yeah, the, the lamprey blood is still there. <laughs> Jeez. Gross. I know. Well, that's your that's own the version best. then. Maybe you'll be haunted by that lamprey. <laughs> maybe that's maybe it's sucking my energy and that's why I'm so tired all the time. Ugh. Ugh. Maybe it's just I'm turning 30. Yeah, that that's probably it. It's probably that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I don't think that room is used anymore, but people have reported hearing rattling doors uh, or, like, Ooh. phantom door, yeah, knob rattling as if she's still trying to get out. Yeah. <sighs> Jesus. <sighs> <laughs> so there's that, but uh, that's not even all. <laughs> so there's this room... In Wilson Hall, which is a residential hall in Ohio University, that is considered to be kind of the center of this, like, kind of activity, pentagram energy place. Uh-huh. And room 428 is no longer a residential room because, well, we're not really sure what exactly happened, if anything, but allegedly there was a student, I'm not even sure when, who, and I'm not even sure if it was male or female. <laughs> Most tend to believe it was female, probably for uh, sexist, witchy reasons. Uh-huh. But they say that she was practicing the occult because she realized that she was at the center of this pentagram and trying to specifically practice astral projection where you can like kind of separate yeah. your spirit from your body. But anyway, somehow she committed suicide like very violently because there was like blood everywhere. Wow. And they talk about this in the, you know, episode of the show that I watched. I, th- I don't know if there's like stuff written on the walls or something. But anyway, there's blood everywhere. You know, they tried to clean it up, painted over it, and it kept coming back. And so eventually they just turned it into a boiler room because... Right, because what else can you do? Yeah, people couldn't handle living there. So on this same blog I was looking at, there's a bunch of comments from current and past Ohio University students. Go on. Yeah, and then there's a bunch of people who would hear footsteps above them, even if they were on the top floor. And then there's a lot of, like, disembodied screaming and, like, voices out in the hall. One guy was, like, very, like, tried really hard to catch. Because, you know, this is a dorm, so you would think there's a certain amount of door slamming and yelling and laughing. Like, you're gonna hear creepy shit that's just other students. And I think some of this is that. can just be explained that way. Yeah. So this, like, this one guy was trying, like, his hardest to, like, prove that it wasn't other students. Like, he would just, like, run and open the door and, like, look to see if there was anyone out there, and there never was. And someone woke up to the lights being on, the blinds open. There's just like a lot of like kind of more like trickery than like really sinister stuff. Although I'll be honest, the door rattling thing is pretty aggressive. Yeah. Door rattling, that's not nothing. That was more in the other building. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. With the, yeah. This is more just like door slamming. The guy who was trying to investigate this stuff, he woke up one night because he was hearing giggling or something out in the hallway. Uh, But before he was all the way awake, he heard his desk drawer, which is like right next to him, slide open and then slam shut. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) So that's fun. He didn't say what room he was in, but he said this would happen the fall of 2001. And it was so bad that he requested like live off campus. Wow. So like that semester, he was like, no, we got to go. It was, yeah, it was that semester. He's like, I remember this because they make you write a letter as to why you don't want to live on campus anymore. And so that was his reason. <laughs> Jesus. What an interruption too, man. Like you're trying I know. to like live your fucking life. Yeah. 
Ugh, I'm irritated yeah. on that guy's behalf. I know, right? How annoying. It looks like he got out, though. So good for him. Oh, there's a bunch of people who are like, oh, yeah, it's no big deal. Like, the RAs will take you on a tour of the building, and they've, like, opened the door a couple times to show you what's in there. And it's just a couple dead birds. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's It's just a couple dead birds? Like, that's a thing? Yeah, like, how did they get in there? Like, I feel like that should be more alarming than... That is significantly more alarming, just a couple dead birds. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, there's another person like a separate person who was like yeah i saw a dead bird in there once so like that's a thing <laughs> so like birds are getting into this space and, and then dying yeah is there a broken window like, i don't know this is like locked it's a locked sealed off room I don't know. Just a couple dead birds. These people are insane. I know. Dead that's, birds are significantly worse. Yeah. that's So I, I saw like kind of the whole gamut of like belief in this section where like there's a lot of students who are like, oh my God, yes, this happened. And then a bunch of other people were like, this is not, this is just a rumor. This isn't true. We just laugh about it on Halloween. And so I think that kind of reflects, you know, your standard population of like, spectrum of beliefs and i think people there's people who believe in it and are thus more likely to experience something yep. or think they experience something versus people who will just kind of like dismiss things as right that was a thing that happened to me but it's not attributed to anything mm -hmm. whatever yeah. yeah so dead birds though Jesus yeah Christ. yeah supposedly this is the most haunted university in the country there's got to be something to it right. <laughs> i think yeah i would agree with that jesus there's definitely a lot of different stories about it so that's and this is this is ohio university not osu correct ohio state yeah we hate we oh how we hate ohio state i'm having yeah. a stroke i'm sorry if you went to ohio state you suck right state i said steak okay so is that it for ohio university yeah i mean the i was a little frustrated that i couldn't find kind of more substantial yeah. evidence but that's that's just kind of what you deal with when you're talking about these stories it's just a lot of legend and lore so there you right. go <laughs> yeah i didn't look at how brief grand valley was but a lot of the stories that you pulled were actually similar to the ones that i pulled from yale so we're taking you guys to yale interesting now. yeah i you know i think that you hit the nail on the head when you said there's sort of like a universal college experience that generations of people have been experiencing and so <laughs> yes. I think that's really what we're looking at. Well, I'm glad we're not talking about Harvard because fuck Harvard. <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't good enough for Rory Gilmore, it's not good enough for us. Exactly. Except for she's garbage now. She is garbage now. But they, yeah, they were dead to me when they when they didn't accept her. But yeah, now I don't care because Rory's secretly a terrible person. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? So the first story I want to tell you about is Saybrook College, which is one of many smaller buildings that make up Yale. So I don't mean like by comparison, it's smaller to other buildings. I just mean it's... A small building. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like, when you think about some colleges, you think about this big monolith where universities are broken into smaller colleges. Like I'm a graduate oh, yeah, of yeah, yeah. Brooks Interdisciplinary College. And I will be a graduate of the Cooperstown Graduate Program. See, there you go. So this is Saybrook. And Saybrook has a dorm room called the Suicide Suite. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> right? Nobody stayed there for a while. Okay. But it's supposed to be a cursed dorm room. Now, the whole building mm -hmm. has been dealing with a wave of bad luck. All the way back in 1998, the FBI raided the head of the college house and arrested Antonio Lasaga for sexual assault and possession and creation of child pornography. Mm. He's the only professor, according to the Yale Daily News, 
Oh, I know them. <laughs> hey, right? <laughs> this article was written October of 2016, so just about a year ago. Oh, I don't... Um, so this guy was the only professor to have his tenure terminated in Yale's over 300-year history. Jesus, but how long did it take yeah. for them to do that is my uh, question. Well, you know. <laughs> and that guy get Sandusky! Here's, here's my own... <laughs> little psycho thing Mm -hmm. so back in 1998 this guy was arrested Mm -hmm. he was probably convicted then in 1999 and sent to prison and then he just got out earlier in 2016 according to this article Mm. and so the guy only served like 15 years so fuck that oh geez that is not long enough for creation and possession of child pornography i fucking hate this country Mm. so that same year the dean of saybrook college his name is james vandeveld of course it is right (laughs) was the only suspect in a gruesome murder <gasps> of Suzanne Joven. No. The victim was a senior at Yale College and was found stabbed 17 times Holy in the shit. back of the neck and head. Oh my God. Vandeveld had been her advisor, <gasps> and he, but he was never charged. <gasps> How have I not heard about this? Right. I don't know. They keep it quiet. Okay. Uh, after he was named a suspect, Yale chose not to renew his contract, but the murder has never been solved. Oh my God. But he was the dean of this college. So they're like, you're probably a murderer, but the most we're going to do is just fire you. Right. So Saybrook, the building, hosts 13 dorm rooms, Mm -hmm. but only 12 of them get used. So what they call the Saybrook 12 pack, Mm -hmm. which is kind of cute. It's a cute name. That is adorable. Was once the 13 pack. One year, a student took his own life in the 13th room, which was a single dorm. Now, the pictures, I have a picture of these dorms that we can post, mm-hmm. and they're they're quite, quite old. This is a very old campus, uh, old college building. Uh, like, it still has a fireplace. So you mentioned the suicide suite, but, like, in my mind, so I went, the dorms I lived in were suites where it was two rooms connected by a bathroom. So, like, this was this actually a suite, or was it just a... I think when most people use the term suite, it just means that it has its own bathroom. Oh, okay, so it was its own thing. Okay. Yeah, but... We could be wrong. I didn't go to Yale. I don't know. (laughs) I assume someone who listens to this did, right? (laughs) Right. So the guy takes his own life. Mm -hmm. The year after that, they decided to take a year off. We would leave that room empty for a year. (laughs) Let it air out. But somebody still killed themselves there. Wait, the next year? Oh, no. Oh, wait. Oh, so someone didn't live there, but... They, right. like, went to that room. But still someone <gasps> went there to die. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they still went into that room. They took their own lives. So now there's been two suicides in this one room. Did they know? Was it, like, they knew it by reputation? They're like, oh, this sounds like a great place to... Nadrina Ibrahimi, mm-hmm. a staff reporter of the Yale Daily News, does not uh, go into that. Come on! For this article. Why not? I mean, she's she's probably going to be a big-time reporter one day. She's an important news person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness but what's the energy of the room <laughs> right did they sage it <laughs> all right so uh when in 2001 all of saybrook was renovated that building was not renovated or that part that room was not renovated and remains original hmm. it's now locked and unused inside nothing but an empty chair nope an empty bottle what and a light that does not work fuck what legend has it that there is a note written on the wall but there's no official word on the deaths. One student, class of 18, lived there last year. He recalls one night when he and his, and his friends snuck into the suicide suite. Mm-hmm. That if you go in there... Yes. And you look down the hallway... No. In your peripheral, you'll see the shape of a girl. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
So the building after that has had some bad luck as well, mostly pranks. They call it the poopatrator, uh, somebody who's pooping in the uh, laundry room, the dryers. Oh my of the laundry god, room. college students are the worst. At Kistler, the boys, the floor beneath us, the on the second floor, mm-hmm. they lost all their bathrooms because the <laughs> students kept shitting in the showers. Oh. So college students are disgusting. What is wrong? Someone at Calvin gutted a deer <laughs> in the community bathroom. For real? Yes. They gutted a deer in the community bathrooms? Yes. Yeah, I think that's worse than shitting in the showers. I, yeah, they, I gotta say. I don't think they even shot it. I think they found it, like, fresh roadkill, and they're like, medicine! Welcome to Michigan, friends. What the fuck? <laughs> Michigan is so fucked up. <laughs> there are a couple other ghosts uh, or strange things uh, they've been finding. after They also found asbestos. Uh, but they've also found two dead bats mm-hmm. in the library for the Saybrook College. Okay. And so they keep having all these strange experiences. If they're positioned in that building, they have to be say strong. Saybrook College, Sabrary. Anyway, it's kind of cute. Okay, so they have their dorm, and then that dorm has a library? Uh, yes. What is this place? <laughs> uh, that's... Okay, so my Brooks College of Interdisciplinary Studies... Mm-hmm. So today, that utilizes the entire campus, so they all use the same library, they all use the same stuff. Right. But at older universities, Uh it's my understanding what would happen is that for each individual college, so say you're at Oxford back in the 1400s, whatever. Say you're smart enough to go to Oxford. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Right. Then you, and say you were studying philosophy. Mm Mm-hmm. Like an asshole. No. Right. Uh, Sorry. So if you're studying philosophy, you would stay in the philosophy dorms and you would live with the philosophy students and you'd eat with the philosophy students and you would only use books out of the philosophy library. Fuck that. That's like... Yeah. Well, that's essentially what I'm doing right now. (laughs) Right. So the Saybrook College kind of does some of that stuff too. Grand Valley actually participates in that a little bit. Our art students are very isolated. So Mm. Calder Art Center, those kids all live... And they're weird kids. I love them. They're really great. Mm -hmm. Art students are weird. (laughs) God bless them. But they would all live in one dorm together. And like a cold or gonorrhea or whatever would just strip them. Oh, Jesus. They were all living in each other's laps. They were all having sex. They were all, and you know, like they were they were experimenting together. Yeah. Uh, they were all drinking out of each other's cups. Like it was very, you live with these people. The yeah. art students and the music students were all in there together. And so, yeah, they had they had that experience. So the Grand Valley participated in that a little bit. There was a gallery in there where you didn't have to go to the normal galleries. It was just the Calder Gallery and stuff like that. So, mm. so some colleges still do that, but in general... It's not a good use of resources, but Yale still does that. It just doesn't go with the whole liberal arts movement, really. Right, right. All right, so the next place I want to tell you about is not exactly part of Yale specifically, mm-hmm. but it is part of the of New Haven, Connecticut, Okay, which is where Yale is, and it's called the New Haven Green. Now, if you know anything about Yale, Yale is pretty well integrated into the town, kind of like Ann Arbor, is integrated in with the University right. of Michigan. Yeah. You know, the municipal bank. And then next to that is one of the college buildings. Mm-hmm. It's all just kind of stretched out in between. So the New Haven Green, all the way back to the early Puritan era, was the cemetery <laughs> in town. The Green? Okay. Yeah, so it's called the New Haven Green. This isn't the commons or anything? No, but it's sometimes treated like the commons. Okay. So it's right there. If you look at a picture of... New Haven on Google Maps, you'll see it. Mm-hmm. 
it's cut through with sidewalks, there's flags and stuff, but it's a very, it's very much the center of town. And so this green, remember, this was all established by Puritans. And Puritans don't so much care about your dead body because it's all about your soul. Hmm. Yeah. And so they could be kind of cavalier about where they dumped bodies. Clearly. They didn't do a great job taking care of their cemetery because who cares about it? It's just... They, I assume they didn't have headstones, right? Like this is... Well, at one point in time, yes, they did. Okay. But when the cemetery got too out of control and was no longer attractive, they moved everything out. And by everything, I just mean the headstones. Mm, okay. They did not move the bodies. Over 900 human remains are still there. Okay, that also just sounds like an awesome archaeology project. Wouldn't that be fun, trying to match people up? The thing is, is that um, this they have no idea what condition some of the bodies are in. Well, what better way to find out? <laughs> right, let's crack. You won't even have to dig very far. They were putting in some sprinkler systems, and two feet down, Fuck yes. what should they find but human remains? So just two feet down. I'm going there with a shovel. <laughs> Good for you. Tell me what you find. Okay. So it's very common there to see spectral remains. There have been reports as early as 1814 Mm -hmm. from a blacksmith that somebody chased him through singing, The Lord, I'm coming for thee. No. Yeah. Oh, God. Now, lots of, you know, important people, people involved at the college are all buried there. But there are two celebrities who I want to make you aware of. Yes. You might very well see the ghost of Sergeant Stubby. Do you know who that is? No. So Sergeant Stubby was a World War One dog, and the New Haven Green was being used as a military training ground when World War One broke out, or, well, when the United States finally got involved. Mm-hmm. And Stubby was uh, a bulldog mix, and he was kind of used as a mascot mm-hmm. by some of these people. And so oh, right. he, they actually smuggled him onto their boat and took him to war with oh. them. He was good at smelling mustard gas, so people had enough time to like put on their masks. Oh, His nice. barking kept people um, aware that somebody was coming. He actually saved a lot of lives. Hmm. And as a museum bitch, you'll be interested in this. Sergeant Stubby has actually been preserved from his death in 1926. He actually got a half-page obituary in the New York Times. He was such an important figure. So he's been preserved, and he's, uh, you can visit him in the Smithsonian. Beautiful. I know. Shouldn't we all be so fucking lucky? Yes. So Sergeant Stubby's still there. Apparently, you can see him sometimes at dusk if you hear anybody out there playing taps. Sometimes you'll hear taps, but you won't know where it's coming from. Oh, jeez. The other notable specter that you might see is Geronimo. Oh, okay, wait. uh, Remind me about him again. So Geronimo was a Native American leader. That's right. And uh, his remains are actually out in Oklahoma. Uh But a notable society of miscreants... Mm -hmm. The Skull and Bones Society of Yale. Oh, yes. Allegedly, and it is alleged, I can't say for sure that, oh my God, these motherfuckers did this. I feel like we should rename our whole podcast to Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly, these motherfuckers. (laughs) Yes, go on though. So uh, the Skull and Bones Society allegedly stole the skull of Geronimo from its burial place in Oklahoma Hmm. uh, way back at the turn of the last century. And it's a very common rite of initiation for initiates to kiss the skull. And that's how they become members of the Skull and Bones Society. Can you name any famous members of the Skull and Bones Society? Um, no. 
Well, three generations of Bushman. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Prescott Bush, no. George H.W. Bush, and George W. Bush. Oh, my God. And what does it say about two former presidents of our United States that they have kissed the disimpatriated remains of a Native American leader in a mocking, foul way? Like, what does that say about them as human beings, allegedly? I mean, that pretty much just sums up America right there. Right. Yes, it does. (laughs) Don't it just? Sorry, I'm real salty about that. We're so sorry. (laughs) Yes, just just everybody, we're sorry on behalf of Americans. Also, Justin Trudeau, please save me a spot for the end of the world. I'd like to die in Canada. Yeah, well, speaking of him, he's also not been great towards indigenous people. Yeah, he really hasn't been. All right, so I'm going to end you with you with one more story Mm -hmm. about Yale. This is about Wolsey Hall. Have you ever heard of Wolsey Hall? I've heard of Wolsey. Is it the same Wolsey? Uh, I don't know. I don't know who Wolsey is. He was the cardinal who was trying to get Henry VIII's divorce. I'm sorry. Everything just goes back to the Tudors for me. Right. Of course. I should have known. I was was trying to find, like, an American leader. And I was like, oh, maybe. But no, definitely not, John. Okay. Uh, So this Wolsey Hall is actually home to one of America's largest pipe organs. And pipe organs are a universally creepy object. Yep. Agreed. Because a little breeze can set the organs playing mm-hmm. with wind blowing through the pipes. Speaking of which, so Chautauqua Institution, mm-hmm. nearby my hometown, yeah. has, I think, at least they claim, the largest outdoor organ Ooh. in the world or country. I, I'm very surprised that they have an organ outdoors. But it's, I mean, they say outdoors. It's under a uh, shelter, so it's not like but fully outdoors. Still, but still, the pipes it are out in... definitely subject to temperatures. Yeah, that would be very difficult to tune. Yeah, they close it up in the winter, but okay. it's it's out all summer. Huh. that's really neat. I wonder. I, I bet that catches wind quite yeah. a bit. Well, you should, um, at Grand Valley, uh, we have a pipe organ in the Cook DeWitt Center and we would do vagina monologues in there from time to time and you could hear the pipes <laughs> picking up breezes mm. through the doors. Nope. Yeah, it's interesting. The pipe organ's kind of creepy. This pipe organ especially so, it's got 12,500 pipes. Oh, wow. So it's, it's, it's enormous. I really can't overstate that. Mm-hmm. And so this Woolsey Hall, the pipe organ was built in 1902. Woolsey Hall, I think, predated that, but it became a music center when they got this pipe organ. Mm-hmm. So it is very frequent mm-hmm. that people will hear the pipe organ being played, not just yeah. as wind goes through the pipes, but like songs, but being played like oh, songs. God. Yes, Phantom of the Opera. I know, I love it. It's great. the The spirits they think there are two are actually. I wrote down. I'm very clever. The spirits at the stops. Because eh? eh? it's mm, an organ. My God, that's cute. <laughs> So they think that it was um, two university organists who were forced into early retirement against their will. So Mm. they were sort of bitter spirits. (laughs) Oh, because of drinking. No, uh, I'm just like laughing at like, you just were so mad about being fired from your job that you're just going to do it forever. (laughs) I'm just going to fucking haunt this place. Like, oh, you don't want me to play the organ anymore? Well, I'm just going to play it forever now. (laughs) I bet you one of my coworkers would do that, actually. (laughs) Jesus. Well, anyway, one is Harry Jepson. He was actually the first university organist, and he was a big part in getting that huge organ for the... Yale University. He was passed over for a promotion in the 1940s. 
Another one was Frank Bazian, and Frank was forced into retirement against his will and died six months later. So in addition to hearing the music, it is people get senses of foreboding and eerie feelings in the organ chambers um, and the basement. And they also have had numerous repairmen in there to fix and tune the organ, Mm -hmm. constantly looking over their shoulders like, who's there? Who's there? Like somebody's watching over their work. So now there's a standing rule that the repairmen work in teams. Oh, jeez. Because it's those salty old sea bitches. I'm just like, what are you doing to my organ? Hey, hey. Hey, you're not, get off my you're not doing it right. That's mine. Oh my God. That's going to be me, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't touch that. Hey, hey, no, I like that. <laughs> I'm just going to find like substandard like museum employees and just find, you should wear gloves. <laughs> <laughs> God, you're such a nerd. I hope that's not what happened. No, that's I how you touch that. <laughs> Whichever institution I'm working at when I die. Remember, I'm going to be cremated, turned into jewels, sent yeah. to a tiara, yeah. and donated to my museum. And then I'm going to haunt the shit out of that museum. I want so much to haunt the last place. Yeah, I'm going to do that too. Do it. Let's do the same one. One more. <laughs> yeah, we can haunt together in the afterlife. That would be hilarious. That would be so fun. All right, so last ghost, and then we can do wraps ups. Yeah. So the last ghost to haunt Woolsey Hall. Mm-hmm. It's going to surprise the shit out of you. Are you ready for this? Yes. Jimi Hendrix. What? Yeah. Oh my God. So Jimi Hendrix played Woolsey Hall in 1968. And apparently his music is still being played in the hall when no one's there, even to this day. Hmm. I know. That's fun. Isn't that a good, like, if you're going to, if you're going to be haunted, I, I guess you may as well be haunted by the greatest instrumentalist to ever live. All right. That's, so yeah, Jimi Hendrix. Just hear that, like, national anthem version that he did. Right. Yeah. At Woodstock? Yeah. 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 That was hot. (sighs) No, that was really great. Uh, He was also known for setting his guitar on fire on stage. (laughs) So I imagine that you'd, like, occasionally smell burning, but it's like, ah, Jimmy, you with your stage stunts. Yeah. Speaking of that, like, we're going to have to do an episode on this sometime in the future, but the number of conversations I've had with, like, my fellow classmates and also, like, other museum professionals here who are just like, oh, yeah, I've, you know, the, the place I work at is haunted and, you know, yeah. this is it. Like, this is, I think this is why we're kind of in this field because I think everyone just has this kind of understanding that like when you work with the past you're kind of interacting with it sometimes and they're just surprisingly chill about it which is so funny to me so i mean it makes sense to me we we have a ghost at my museum i mean i've never sensed anything i'm like not afraid to be down there alone yeah but a lot of other people are Mm -hmm. and then my other co-worker who's been with the museum the longest she's very aware of people's footsteps Mm. so like on mondays when we're closed to the public Mm -hmm. Um, she'll hear people walking upstairs and she knows my footstep Mm -hmm. like she can just identify people by the way they walk yeah and so when she doesn't know a footstep she'll go up and investigate Mm -hmm. and she keeps getting these phantom steps oh my god and so she's just decided that it's the uh the original builder of the building Mm -hmm. um hc akeley and so she's like all right mr akeley i hear you and then sometimes it'll stop oh my god yeah yeah now, mind you, I'm fairly sensitive, and I've never sensed anything like that. So I, I mm-hmm. grain of salt, grain of salt, grain of salt. Right. I know. I think, like, I I wonder if I'll ever experience something, because I kind of want really badly to. But then I wonder if I'm just not sensitive enough. 
or something, but I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to find out. Yeah, hopefully. I, I think the more time you spend thinking about the paranormal and interacting with the paranormal, the more likely you are to believe to have that sort mm-hmm. of sensitivity. Yeah. Um, whether or not, it might be, it might be horseshit. I'll be the first one to say it. Well, yeah, because <laughs> the more you want to, and then you right. experience, and then you're like, oh, I did. It's totally, it's totally real. Yeah, and then it's just because, like, a self-fulfilling prophecy because exactly. you wanted it to happen. Right, right. So, yeah, grain of salt, grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was a good episode. It feels good to be back in the saddle with you. I know. We're back. You're so far away, though. I miss your face. I know. I miss your face. But it's good that we get to talk to each other. Yeah. We can maintain our friendship. Mm-hmm. So our next episode, we're going to be talking about the ghosts of Mackinac Island. And I actually do have a guest for us. Fun. So it's very exciting. Yeah, I'm pumped. And we're going to be back talking with everybody about right about Schmack. Yeah. Oh, um, did we want to do? Oh God. Yes. Yeah. See, I fucking forgot. All right. Do it. Do it up. Do it up. Do it up. Do it up. So we, uh, did a whole episode of listener stories before. And after that, we got quite a few listener stories in our email, which, which we love guys. Beautiful. Thank you. Oh Thank... my God. Send us stuff. So keep them coming. Uh, we might do a whole episode on them later or what we're going to do is I think we're going to start doing one story at the end of an episode. So awesome. Yes. Bear with me because I'm going to be reading this for the first time. So we're all going to be experiencing it together. We're all in this together. (laughs) Uh, Excuse me. That is from high school musical. Yeah. Okay. I stand by what I said. Fuck you too, Jeff. <laughs> okay, so this story comes from Lena, Lena, Lena. Like Lena Dunham, okay. but not her. But maybe. I don't know. Okay, so this is another one from... Is her last name starting with an H? No. Oh, okay. But it does come from the Slumber Party group. Okay, so it is who I think it is. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Okay, so she says, okay, it's a bit long, but here it goes. No intro, I like that about you. When I was in elementary school, my parents bought their first house. It was a two-story beauty built in the late 1800s with hardwood floors and hand-tinted stained glass windows. Gorgeous. Yeah, that sounds awesome. The woman we purchased the house from, Mrs. Ida J. Fisher, had lived in the house since the 1940s. Awesome. I love the name Ida. Yeah, that's, (laughs) that's badass. My parents, being nice people, agreed as part of the sale to allow Mrs. Fisher to remain in the house in her apartment upstairs and she would only have to pay us a nominal rent. At the, oh. Yeah, that's nice. That's a good deal. Yeah. At the time, she was 94 with no family, and they felt it was the right thing to do. That is very sweet. Yeah, your parents are good people. Uh, good that's job. That's the right thing. That is the right thing to do. However, it turned out that Mrs. Fisher was not the kind woman she initially pretended to be. Oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. We were so enthusiastic. We were, we were rooting for you. Uh, my mom, who is both an insomniac and stay-at-home mom, would often sleep late into the morning. Mrs. Fisher didn't like that. She would beat on the floor of her apartment directly over my parents' bedroom to wake my mom up. What a salty old bitch! Oh my god. This this annoying. As a fellow late sleeper, like, fuck you. Like, what? She's probably, she's staying up all hours of the night, so give her a fucking break. Anyway, whenever my mom walked to my grandmother's house, which was almost daily, Mrs. Fisher would call my dad at work, swearing my mom was a prostitute and out working the streets. <laughs> Jesus. I'm kidding. I don't know. That's insane. Okay. Oh my god. 
This is funny. What a what what a twist. <laughs> okay. It went on like this for a few years, slowly becoming worse, until we discovered that Mrs. Fisher was suffering from advancing Alzheimer's and among other issues, yeah, would forget the gas burning on her stove was lit and leave the house and she also kept a loaded shotgun beside her sofa. Who is this person? And where did she grow up? Jesus Christ, that's like... Do you remember that movie with Drew Barrymore and Ben Stiller called Duplex? No. Oh, well, <laughs> it's kind of about this. Okay. This sounds... Also, it kind of holds up. It's worth the watch. Okay. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, this is interesting. So my parents made arrangements with the social services to have Mrs. Fisher move to a place where she could have actual medical attention and help. This did not go over well, as you can imagine. Yes. No. No. The amount of noise that frail 90-something woman could make was unbelievable. Okay, now I'm kind of on her side again. But uh, no, she's she's no. She's like, you can't take me. She went this with her shotgun. Jeff, she has a shotgun and she's leaving the thing. She needs to be in like medical care. She's 94 and she's got a shotgun and she's raising hell. Like, come on. This is. I'm gonna have to eventually put you in a home. I'm excited to be in a home, but that's a different ex different story. I just want to like find all my like old friends and all live in the same home, and then it'll just be like college again. Yes, doesn't that actually? I think they said they're doing that in Sweden. They're like letting mm -hmm. college students live alongside. Yeah, that sounds seniors, beautiful. And it's like better for both. Yeah, because it gives the college people a responsibility and a job. They're taking care of these seniors. And some fucking perspective. Also. <laughs> um, but it's also giving the seniors, you know, kind of that, like, socialization and a connection with youth and kind of feeling more vital and not as isolated from a community. Yeah. That's a so totally that's great a idea. Really good idea. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I just meant, like, I want to find, like, my current friends from college. I super-duper want to move to the villages down in Oh, Florida. my God. Yeah. I'm just going to roll around being a dirty old lady. Yeah. With, like, my golf cart all decked out in TR. Like, I'm just going to cover the entire thing in, in rhinestones. Like, just oh me and my hot glue gun. Oh, my God. Rhinestone in. A bedazzled golf cart. Golf cart. Can you... And, like, I would, too. Like, I would double down on that shit. <laughs> yeah, like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to hang out with you in Florida. Yeah, and, that like, ride around on our matching golf carts. Exactly. I'm going to go on the tacky-ass golf cart. I'm going to drive it to the local high school and watch the watch the young boys fuck. running around on the track. Fuck, yes. Oh, my that's God. My, that's my retirement plan. <laughs> and just shout out numbers. 8.5. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Good hustle. Like, <laughs> Shake what your mama gave you. Oh, my God. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. Anyway, back back to salty old Mrs. Fisher. But eventually, the day came when social services moved her to her new home. Mrs. Fisher even made sure they took the light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm on her side again. This is amazing. Anyway, uh, well, not on her side. I just admire her, she, and I will be I her. her I want to be yep. her when I'm old. That's You'll pull the pipes right out of the wall. Fuck you, people! <laughs> uh, all that was left behind were some old black and white snapshots scattered on the floor. As a Why puzzle. Why leave those? As a puzzle. This is me when I get old. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Within a few days of her leaving, one of our neighbors reported to us that he'd seen Mrs. Fisher, tiny and alone, sitting on the front stoop of our house when we weren't home. It seems... Oh. 
Yeah, I know. It seems social services had moved her to a complex within a few blocks of our home. And what they had moved social services. I know, right? Lock her up. <laughs> Take her far away so she's disoriented like a mouse. She probably has more guns buried out back. Oh my god. Yeah, this lady is packing. Whether due to dementia or cantankerousness, she kept returning. Eventually, the visits became less frequent and then stopped altogether. She died within a couple of months of arriving at her new apartment because she drew all of her life's energy from that house. <laughs> I'm telling you. Soon thereafter, we began to hear noises upstairs. It was still... She's back. Fucking yes. It was still mostly empty, but my dad had moved some of his larger electronic equipment upstairs as he repaired stereos. She's going to have none of that. Well, and those things can be used as... Uh, something that uh, channels. spirits can mm -hmm. interact with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like channels, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. I just back, baby. <laughs> At first, it mostly sounded like walking or pacing. I figured it was just one of the cats stuck up there. Eventually, the noises graduated to thumping, scratching. Jesus. And then even what sounded like large filing cabinets being dragged across the floor at 3 a.m. when nobody else was awake. Ida? Fuck that noise. Ida, what the fuck? People are trying to sleep. <laughs> this is amazing. I routinely heard heavy treads coming down the steps from upstairs, then clomping through the hallway where they eventually stopped at the front door, which happened to be right beside my bedroom. Oh, hon. Right. I'm sorry. Things routinely, cool. yeah, things routinely went missing and reappeared in odd places. Cats would hiss at shadowed corners. Jesus. The sounds of old skeleton keys rattling in turn-of-the-century locks that hadn't had keys in them for 60 years became commonplace. Holy shit! You, this place is haunted as fuck! Um, I once even saw a very heavy set of car keys be dragged from the center of a table and plunked noisily over the side. Oh my fucking god. At that point in time, I think I move out. Like, that's when I'm done. Yeah, this is, like, straight up. Like, call the Warrens and get out. Right. <laughs> this went on for a few years. Lena, hun, <laughs> why are you I, still I mean, there? Right? Lena, run. Oh run. my god. Run, Lena. <laughs> Let her have the house. It's probably your parents making you stay there. I shouldn't blame this on you. Right. We even joked that it was the ghost of Mrs. Fisher. Well, of course it is. Exacting her revenge at not being able to die in her own home. I mean, yeah. Well, if she's going to call people's mothers prostitutes, she gets <laughs> what's coming to her. I just love... I mean, yeah, just imagine... Well, because she probably does come from an age where you just, like, do not leave the house. Right. When your husband is away. So, like, she probably was convinced that was the truth. Right. Oh, boy. Anyway, at this point, I was older and driving. My mom and I left one January morning to have the oil changed in my car at a quick lube beside my dad's work. Within 10 minutes of arriving and less than 20 minutes after we had left the house, my dad came barreling in. The police had called. Our house was on fire. We needed to come quickly. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Yeah. We jumped into my dad's truck and tore back home. As we crested a bridge a block from the house, we could see thick black smoke and flames licking the sky. It was burning so quickly that the fire inspector judged it must have exploded within minutes of us leaving. And the house... Jesus. Yeah. Being old wood construction had simply went up like dried kindling. All we were able to do was stand to the side in the ankle-deep snow, me and flip-flops watching our lives go up in smoke. Oh, this is... I'm sorry. That's this sucks. 
Oh, jeez. That is so awful. Yeah. Oh, my God. Due to the force and explosion and fire, we were all investigated for arson, and the debris was thoroughly searched, but no definitive cause was ever located. It didn't seem to be old, faulty wiring. It wasn't the freshly cleaned fireplace or the heater or the partially detached kitchen. It seems... Jesus. Yeah, it seems the fire just started from nowhere as soon as we locked the front door to leave that day. Fucking Ida, that whore. Oh my god. She's like, well, if I can't live here, no one can. For real. She's like, fuck your million tan-tinted windows. I'm out. Yeah. Uh, A few weeks later, one of our neighbors was chatting with us as my dad surveyed the damage with one of many insurance adjusters. He casually mentioned remembering Mrs. Fisher and how strange that whole situation had been. In fact, he thought we were good people for not running her off of our property, even though he saw her on the porch as recently as a few days before the fire. What the fuck? Mrs. Fisher had died five years before. What the oh fuck? My oh my god. god. Oh. Holy shit. Oh my gosh, I'm covered in goosebumps. Oh, that's yeah. Holy shit, what a good story. That is like a what movie. A great, I'm super pumped. Like what a great kickoff to season 2. Holy shit. That was so well written too. Luna, you rule. You're the Thank best. <laughs> Guys, everybody send us shit like that. That makes me so happy but also makes me really nervous and sweaty. Yeah. The bottom of my feet are like slick with sweat. I'm scared for you. <laughs> Fucking Mrs. Fisher, you cunt. <gasps> Jesus, who burns a house down? <laughs> uh, I can't live there. No one can. Fuck you guys. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, wow, incredible. what a great note to end on. Wow. All right, well, uh, if you have a story, as if you think you can top Lena's story, uh, send you it. You know what? Even if you can't. If you, if you can't. Like, because I don't think anyone can. Right, like, that's okay. It's hard to beat a, a mean old ghost called my mama whore and then burned our house down. Like, that's... Admit defeat. That is amazing. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, if you do have a story and you want to share it with us, um, send it to this podcast is haunted at gmail.com. If you want to talk to us on Twitter, we're haunted underscore pod. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, this podcast is haunted. And uh, thanks and hello to all of our podcast yeah. friends who have been talking to us on Facebook, like Tom and Ian, and like, there's, we've just met some really, really great people. Ian, we met in real life, which was amazing. And like, he didn't know <laughs> either of us. It was great. I'm so sorry. We kept holding you at arm's distance, Ian. <laughs> right. We're not afraid of you anymore. <laughs> and now he's going to murder yeah. us. Damn Fuck. it. <laughs> Damn it. Uh. So... So yeah, you guys have been really great. Thank you for supporting the show. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people have said that they're interested in a Patreon. Uh, we'll work on that. We're, we're trying to get it to start because uh, mama needs some money. Um, right. So yeah, stay tuned. We'll try to get some shit together because uh, yeah, that would be great. Please give us money. That would be fantastic. <laughs> you guys rule and thank you for being with us during the uh como se dice hiatus yep that's the word well we back we be back we back we uh our next episode is going to be about Mackinac island and some of the ghosts up there Mm -hmm. um or maybe just northern i don't know maybe northern michigan ghosts i don't know bring it home a little bit it'll be yeah yeah um yeah we're gonna plan something good for halloween so yeah we are Yes, it's almost spooky time. It's already spooky time. Yeah, I'm going to go out ahead and call it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Summer's over. Thanks for the ride. Now we're Summer's over, bitches.
Yes. Well, you guys are the best. Uh, Jen, I miss your face. Um, yeah. Good luck with grad school. Thank you. And I'll see you, well, I'll internet see you soon. I'll see you on the other side, brother. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.